This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Unless you're a business reporter in the food service industry, there's little chance you've heard of Engage Brands LLC or its parent company, the Rohan Group. But this sort of Russian nesting doll of corporate stewardship, with names that evoke the villainous corporations from a zombie video game, is the norm in the chain restaurant sector, as it has become in the economy at large. The Rohan Group of Companies, founded and controlled by Philadelphia businessman and real estate mogul Jignesh Pandya, has a stake in Pizza Hut and Checkers Rallies, and in 2007, it acquired a quick-service family-style diner chain from private equity group Sun Capital Partners which itself owns throwback burger diner Johnny Rockets and regional seafood chain Captain D's, in addition to stakes in oil exploration and orthodontics practices. And Sun Capital had first acquired this commodity from its previous corporate owner, McDonald's, which originally planned to cannibalize its real estate holdings, but instead flipped it for a profit. The game of hot potato with this potato purveyor goes back to the chain's founding in 1985 by Stephen Colo and Arthur Coors in Newton, Massachusetts, who named it for the nearby New England metropolis plus the rotisserie chicken that was its flagship product. After a decade of operation and regional expansion, chicken was subbed for a more general catch-all term to encompass its non-poultry offerings, and the chain went national. Today, with over 450 restaurants and a line of licensed frozen meals available in grocery stores, the New England concept continues to offer family-style fare as part of the sprawling but opaque family, known collectively as the Rohan Group. This week on Doughboys, we return to Boston Market. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host... Rage Against the Vending Machine, frontman Zach De La Almond Roca, the Night Spoon, Mike Mitchell. Hi, Mitch. I, you're a man who, who, who you, you say, Unga Pachka. That's like your catchphrase. Yes. And then that is the roast that you choose. Gilding the lily, perhaps. perhaps a hat a, on a hat, as you've said to me just recently. But they are, but they are, same, they are different beats in the same pattern. Okay. So, you know, I think I'll, I'll, I'll give him that one. That's Andrew up in Portland, RoastSpoonMan at gmail.com. By the way, someone signed the RoastSpoonMan Gmail up for Judicial Watch, the right-wing advocacy org that advances the Seth Rich conspiracy. Mm. That's not what the Gmail is for. So please don't sign us up for any sort of, you know, we got pranksters out there. We got merry little pranksters out there. Doing their little he, japes. Knock it off. I think you did the equivalent of a drunk dial. You got you got <laughs> you got drunk and you and you emailed up that you you, you emailed them up. And now you're I on signed the, up. You signed up yourself. I would never. 
They do why well, they do that to me too. I get emails from everywhere on the, yeah. uh, on the uh, what's the email again? Your own Spoon, email? Spoonman drops. Spoonman drops at gmail.com. That's right. Spoonman drops at gmail.com. And and uh, but you know what? I've given over the duty of that email to the drop king. Wow. He he was really asking for the keys to this thing. Our associate producer, Robert Persinger, a.k.a. the Drop King, who came onto the scene via making drops of his own. Mm-hmm. Drop King's How about take- that? Drop King's taking over, and you know what? Let's take it for a ride with the Drop King at the wheel. Howdy how to Spoon Nation. And here is a little drop, Wags. Right. <laughs> you just hit yourself with the mic. I hit my tooth on the microphone. <laughs> my last good tooth. Ow. Fuck. What did you do? I just hit my tooth on the fucking microphone. Oh boy! Oh. I hit my teeth on. I hit my. I hit my teeth on. I hit my teeth on the mic. Oh my mm. god! Ow! I just. I hit my tooth against the mic. Mistake it for a drumstick. This has happened before, Mitch. You mistake the mic for a big lollipop. <laughs> Be honest, Mitch. You you faded out for a second. I thought it was an ice cream cone. That's my favorite gray ice cream. <laughs> They're probably gonna boil this thing afterward. What the fuck's on your tooth? <laughs> Well, dear Doughboys, here's my first drop, and your last. I hope all of your teeth are healthy and that you are all brushing and flossing every day. Burger Brigade for life, that makes sense. Evan from Pittsfield, Mass. Wow, a Massachusetts guy who is Burger Brigade. That's fucked up. It happens. It's disgusting. That's disgusting, Wags. And it's not it, McWorld. It doesn't just happen. Interesting. So many that happens so often at our live shows. I know that is embarrassing that we <laughs> that we it constantly I'm constantly hitting my teeth against the mic. Yeah, I get, I don't know what it is exactly. The nerves get to you up on stage. Also interesting, odd for us during a live show, but some laughter from the audience. Yeah. How about that? I, I think I think they I think that was maybe I think Evan or whatever his name is filled that in for us. It was being he pulled nice. that from some yeah, he, he pulled some candle after them from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah. Threw it into the drop. <laughs> I could hear the crowd shouting shouting Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, we should introduce our guest. Very, yeah. very excited to have him. An actor, writer, and comedian from the break with Michelle Wolf, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and the Amber Ruffin show. New episodes premiere Fridays on Peacock. Dwayne Perkins. Hi, Dwayne. Hello. Hey, what do you do? How y'all doing? Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. A delight. Uh, Dwayne, I, I have to start here. As you know, more as we all know, we are currently all locked down in this weird quarantine environment. How has uh, the the how has COVID impacted your eating habits? Um, good and bad. It goes through waves. There are waves where it's truly terrible. Then I feel bad about myself, and then I do better. And then that doing better usually stops at about a week or two in when I realize that the world's not getting better. So why do I got to eat better? Um, <laughs> so it's just like up and down constantly. That's yeah. a great call. Yep. Yeah. I, I've had the thing. The thing I've done. This has been going on for long enough where I've done the thing where I've I've had two separate 30 day uh, abstinence periods from alcohol. Where I'm just like, I'm going to be sober for 30 days, and then I fall off the wagon hard, and then I went back to it and, and uh, you know, went sober again for another 30 days 
And then it's just like, a, like, and I have the same mentality as you of just like, why bot? Like, what am I doing here? Like, what am I trying to? Why am I trying to pretend that, you know, this is uh, that I should do anything but, but just fucking live it up? Because what else am I going to do? I, I don't drink very much just because, like, it's not a thing that I do very often. And I, but during quarantine, I, my tolerance for weed just got very, very high. So I was like, oh, I should take a break from that. And then when I took a break from weed, I immediately started drinking. And I was like, oh, no, I can't exist without a vice. <laughs> well, my vice is, is the worst. My vice is food, Wags. And last yes. night, Dano gave me a ride home from Logan Airport. And uh, I was like, Should we, can we stop and get some food or whatever? Or like, And he's like, what do you want to do? Like, mcdonald's or wendy's and and we ended up we ended up getting a place that we're actually going to do on the pod so i won't say where it was wow and then he said he said to me do you want to eat it in my car and i said no my mom's not home and he nodded and then we both laughed at the fact that we were both 38 year old men who (laughs) are still hiding the food that they eat from their loved ones because he understood it completely to have to eat a fucking say it was McDonald's, they have to eat a fucking quarter pounder in your car so your mom doesn't find out. I'm 38, Wags. This I is know. fucked up. It's pathetic. You know, it, it's uh, but uh, yeah, that comes from your mom caring about you. Mm. She care. She wants to make sure that her son has a long, fruitful life. That's bullshit. She cares. <laughs> she cares about my curvy figure. <laughs> I mean, that's still caring to some. Extent. <laughs> There's care involved. <laughs> By the way, I have to mention that when Dwayne mentioned smoking a lot of weed and his weed tolerance going up, Emma, our producer, <laughs> nodded as vigorously as I've ever seen. It's I a did struggle notice. I know very well. <laughs> yes, this quarantine was when I realized that, like, oh, that's why they say weed is a gateway drug. Because if you do too much, it just stops working. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and then yesterday, um, I like yes yesterday was just like rough generally, and I've been on like a keto diet, so I have this like mm. service called Green Chef, and like they send me four meals a week, uh, and so I've been doing fairly good. Then yesterday, I was like, you know what, today is a weird day, so I went to Porto's, the, wow. the bakery, yeah. and Burbank, and just got like balls of carbs. They're just like carbs full of mashed potatoes filled with like more mashed potatoes and i was like oh i'm i'm really spiraling in a bad way (laughs) how long have you been doing the keto diet for uh it's been like not for real for real because like i don't get it but i just know that like when i do eat a bunch of carbs i feel less good right and i've been doing that since about like maybe like april when i was trying to really like be like oh quarantine is a time to really take back life and do good things but like it's all it does is like send me loose meat and that's about it. It's just like <laughs> instead of a burger, just eat this loose meat. And then that's <laughs> what I eat for dinner is a bunch of loose meat and vegetables. It's like the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've lost I, I, I've like my weight yo-yos up and down and, and I've. I lost a bunch mm. of weight, not doing keto because that wasn't what the the verbiage was at the time. But I, I that, did uh, basically. Yeah. That yo-yo is going up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those trick yo-yos that like when the guy does a trick and goes up and it just is staying up. You know how he does it's that? A, it's a yo-yo in zero gravity, <laughs> just perpetually in ascent. 
Um, but I like uh, when I when I dr- lost the most weight in my life, I was just basically eating like meats and greens. Like that was it. I was just like, and and it gets. There's parts of it where I, I'm curious how you feel, but there's parts of it where it's like, oh, it's it's fun that I can just have a bunch of meat and you know ranch dressing or whatever you know whatever your choice is. Uh, but it, like like it also just gets very stagnant and just dull. Mm. Yes, and it starts to feel for me like pretty barbaric. I just yeah. like, why am I eating so much damn meat? Like it made me realize like this is just like the the body of an animal because it was just yes. like a plate just full of like crumbled animal and i was like okay now i'm getting why people don't eat meat sometimes because it's weird (laughs) yeah i have that feeling when i think of animals in terms of of like having souls and like i have like a plate of like shrimp or like a bunch of wings and i'm just like and i'm like eating like a bunch of shrimp and i'm like each one of these was like a living thing like this is like i'm going to eat like 12 living things in this meal like 12 things that had souls and lives and and maybe in their own form like you know dreams and aspirations and they're just going into me to be digested i literally just stopped eating shrimp because i was like this feels too close to like like they look too close to like how they live right like a, mm. a burger i'm like this doesn't look like a cow but like this shrimp looks like a shrimp like yeah i don't and I didn't, so i had to i get stop. that <laughs> It, it, I mean, yeah. There's, there's, there's not much difference from when, yeah, when you, I mean, lobster is a very similar. You, you're eating a lobster. You're eating, right. you're eating, you're eating the lobster. Why? Mm-hmm. If, imagine if, if uh, you know, in the in the in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, all the souls that Freddy eats, they they're on his chest when he opens up his sweater. Oh Ma- wow! Imagine if you took your shirt off and all those little shrimp faces were horrifying. Were coming Probably. out of your chest. Probably aesthetically more pleasing than what would happen if I took my shirt off now, though. <laughs> oh, no. Love yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. Um, Dwayne, I know you're from Chicago. Do you have any uh, big food city, famed food city? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any favorites that make you think of home? Yes. Uh, I've been asking a friend of mine who came to visit. I asked if he could sneak a pizza puff and an Italian beef here. And he was like, no. But I was like, but I miss them <laughs> so much. Like there's some, the last time I was there was like last December. And I got a pizza puff and I haven't had one in years. And it was so good in the worst way. Like my body immediately was like, you should not eat this. But my heart was like, I'm going to consume this as quickly as possible. And it was so good in that moment. Um, it did make me feel good, but I do not regret it, and I would do the same thing right now. <laughs> uh, I, what is yeah? Go on, Mitch. I was just gonna say that I, I was I was back in L.A. for you know just a short stretch of time, and just being there for a few days, Wags. It, I mean, I, my brain is just broken because I haven't. I've been gone what like a month, and then I was there just back for there for for a very short period of time, and I just was trying to eat every single thing that i love about la and in, right. in the course of a of, of a week or so just pac-man in your air, way around la do you but you had you, you were here for yeah you, you were here for work so you had a reason to be out here it wasn't just for for fun yeah no, yeah i mean yes but still i i, I could i could imagine being from a city like chicago i would if i anytime i'd visit i'd want to i'd yeah. want to eat every single uh, i would be unstoppable i would want to eat at every single place that i loved if i go to chicago now I do that anyways. And none of it is healthy. It's all just like truly the worst the worst stuff, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so addictively good. Yeah. That's I mean, LA does have that 
there is that that is helpful that there are some stuff when I go to LA I'm like oh I want to eat this and it is it is a Mendocino farm salad wags I like a right. Mendo salad you know what I mean like but in Chicago it's it is a chocolate cake shake yes <laughs> is that it's just like an Italian beef drenched in cheese. And you're like, you shouldn't eat this much cheese on anything. But also, I want my bread to fall apart with gravy and cheese. So, like, <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> gravy and cheese are truly my favorite condiments in the world. And in Chicago, wow. uh, in Chicago, a chocolate cake shake is actually considered kind of healthy, right? Yeah. It's what- it, it is insane that anyone would be like, yeah, just, like, blend up that cake and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I'm a man who has said at one point in my life, gravy was my favorite food. So I'm a, I'm a big gravy advocate. What do you, happened? Do you, have any, you know, as a, a, I think I just kind of grew out of it. I, I actually, I did have a cake and phase, too. And now it's too. mayo? <laughs> it might be mayonnaise now. No, I don't, know, I don't know what my favorite food is now. I might say, I think I would, ju- I think I might say, I've said fried chicken before on the pod. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really like wings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I got to think about it a little bit. There was a time when lasagna, I was a big time Garfield. I had lasagna in, in my pole position. Did um, you hate Mondays? I did. You know, I did loathe Mondays mm. for sure and like coffee. Um, and, you know, got along well with John, not so much with Odie. Uh, do you have a... My landlord? <laughs> Your landlord's named Odie? My landlord's name is John. You got along well with John. Well, there are many Johns in the world. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But what other John do we know? Oh, Hodgman. We know countless Johns. The Baptist. John the Baptist. There you go. (laughs) That's a big one. Name one other John besides Hodgman. Gabris. John Gabris. You probably forgot his first name because you always refer to him by his surname. And also, that is also J-O-N. Yes, that's, That's John not... too. That's John like Garfield. Oh, John is J O N in Garfield? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Catch up on your that. canon. All right. Uh, I'm th- sorry, Nick, all right? <laughs> no, it's okay. But yeah, I'm a big gravy. I'm a big gravy fan myself. Do you have a type Ga- of gravy, Dwayne? Gabris' name is John, huh? His name is John. <laughs> Jonathan Gabris. Wow. Uh, did you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really like a like a like a brown gravy, but also I think a turkey gravy is very good uh, in oh, the yeah. right situations. Right. Um, chicken gravy, I don't really interact with that much because, like, who out here making chicken gravy? Um, so yeah, for the most part, just like a nice brown gravy. Right. I, I really like it on top of like mac and cheese. Mm. On top of mac and cheese. Yes, like that's it. my favorite meal. Like mac and cheese with like pot roast and gravy, like all mixed together. Wow. Gives me all the flavors that I want. And it's I very it. homey and soothing. I can eat it every day. I tried it for the first time at Disney World in Florida. <laughs> it was just like a random place that just like sold it. And I was like, what a great combination. Wow. wow. I never would have thought. I never thought to combine the two. That's a... Uh... I'm I'm a fan of all gravies, except there is there there is is it like a is it like a meat gravy that's kind of like a beef gravy? I sometimes don't like like a beef gravy. It's kind of like the. Do you mean like, like an a, au jus? No, I like an au jus, but I but I but I the a beef the beef gravy is like a. At least when I was younger, when I had a turkey dinner, and then there'd be beef a can of beef gravy. I never liked. Sure. To, I never liked the mix. I guess. Yeah, you but, want your gravy to sync with your protein for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to sync them up, Wags. And then also, I do, 
I've I can say that I've never had mac and cheese with gravy on it, and now I'm kicking myself. You're missing out. <laughs> I'm intrigued. For today's restaurant, I could have tried that very thing, and I didn't do it. And, and wow! Uh, just to give you a sneak peek of what I got, but now I'm pissed off. Wow. Do you uh, like? Uh, is it? Uh, I, I do want to. I do want to return to this real quick, though, because as of this record, we are encroaching on the Thanksgiving season. And you're mentioning mac and cheese. You're mentioning uh, gobble, gobble. gravy. Go- yes, gobble gobble to you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's making me uh, like like obviously big Thanksgiving food items. Do you have any uh, any favorites for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think I I'm very much like a mixer of things. Because I mm. also love mac and cheese mixed with turkey and turkey gravy. I, I just think mac and cheese is a great base for everything. Wow. Um, and I really like like dressing and then like collard greens and then mixing them all together to get the different flavors. It really just does something for me sexually. Um, it's really <laughs> good. <laughs> why, that, why and I both, both vigorously nodded at that yes, one. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, what are your? We, we've talked about this at, at length, but but remind us some of your Thanksgiving food preferences. Well, I mean, you know that I love mashed potatoes. I, I'm, yes. a, I'm a, mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm a big fan of. I love mashed and gravy, and I like a lot of people. You know, there's too much hate towards turkey on Thanksgiving. It's hmm. dry. People say, everyone's yelling at me. It's dry. Yeah, shut up. It's yeah. like it's turkey's del- dry. If you make it dry, don't make it dry. And right. I, boom. Solutions. Don't Why be gr- mad at the symptom. Be mad at the disease. <laughs> I 100% agree. And Wiger, you had a shit-eating grin on, and I can understand that you thought of some joke, you piece of shit. Uh, you still have it on your face? No, I'll leave it in my brain. It's oh, yeah. fine. The moment yeah. is past. Okay. Did it have to do with me saying that people yell, it's dry at me over and yes, over again? Yes, people can put it together on their okay. own. Okay. No need to hold their hand I, through I, it. I get it, you fucking asshole. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I'm glad you said it because I was like, "What is he talking about?" And I was like, "Oh, I can tell." Got it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> I can see the man who never smiles when he just thinks of a joke to himself and then doesn't say it. Um, so turkey, I, I'm going to bat for turkey wags. I like turkey. Put yes. some gravy on there. And 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 I agree. It is the fault of the preparer if it's not if it's not moist. That's the that's that's on them. But then um. Besides that, I mean, I'm a stuffing man. I like I like the basics, like mashed potato stuffing, turkey gravy, and then like one that's out of like I like the green bean casserole, the 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 uh, the the green beans with like the crispy onions on top mm. and the and that sauce, like the mushroom sauce or whatever it is. Talk about something mixed up. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that is one of my favorite contributions of white culture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do like the green bean casserole. Very tasty. <laughs> exotic Caucasian dish. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it is funny to me because I was thinking today about the restaurant and how the, the food at this, the restaurant we went to today almost feels kind of like an old fashioned kind of like stuffy white person meal in many ways of, of like a, like a, tur- like a Turkey dinner just kind of feels like a boring it, it, I think that is the, people's issues with the Thanksgiving dinner. Wise people think it's kind of just like a boring, stuffy dinner, and you know, like they they don't enjoy it. So, well, in a lot of contexts, it is though. Like I've had, you know, yes, and and sure. not to impugn my my extended family, but I have had some, you know, Thanksgivings 
that are not the like the food isn't the best and 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 that's like not a thing where you want to I think there's a that's a well-earned reputation I would just say based on based on the Thanksgiving meals you were being served growing up because mm-hmm. sometimes it, it can be a boring meal if it's just like you know if if for instance, I've had situations where we've like got like the family is like gone to a restaurant or whatever because no one felt like cooking, and that's just a situation where a lot of times you're just getting some very generic food. If you're just going to like a chain restaurant and getting their version, you're getting claim jumpers version of a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that's just like a a kind of a lowest common denominator Thanksgiving. I agree with that. Yeah, but it is like the the idea of the family dinner, like that is a that is a thing that it's it's I guess that is the origin of this week's chain, uh, which we can get into in one second. Uh, but, uh, you know, like that, that was a thing that I think came about in the fifties and, or post-war really in chain restaurants, the idea that you would get like a, a, a meal from a fast food chain or from a chain restaurant that was like a replacement for a home cooked dinner. Like that didn't mm-hmm. used to be a thing in America. That used to be a thing of just like you were cooking dinner at home or you were going out to a restaurant. Yes, I, I you know I, I I agree with that, and I I kind of think that that's why today's restaurant is kind of a game changer in many ways. But mm-hmm. I want to quickly say that last Thanksgiving, I was in I was in Disney World, and I, I went to Morimoto's uh, for Thanksgiving dinner, and it was wild. They did like a they did a Peking turkey wags. Is that the Morimoto? Masaharu Morimoto is that the Morimoto from Iron Chef? That's right, Wags. Wow. Oh, how about yeah. that? It was Very it exciting. Was, it was with my godparents' family and 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 myself. We went there and it was we had a big Thanksgiving feast and it ruled. Um, is that in Epcot? It's in it's it's like Disney Springs. It's like the it's like downtown Disney sort of. Got it. Like right outside, you don't have to have a ticket to go in there. There's a rainforest. The one in Florida is still thriving. There's a rainforest cafe. Well, right now. It, well, I was going to say right now it probably looks like a ghost town, but that's probably not true. Probably is packed. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably packed with people. Um, Dwayne, du- you mentioned Disney World earlier. Are you a theme park enthusiast? I am. Uh, this uh, the last two Thanksgiving I've spent at theme parks. It's kind of like a tradition with me, my boyfriend, and my best friend because we don't like cooking. So we're like, oh, that's fine. Let's go to an amusement park. So last year we went to Disneyland and the year before we went to Universal. And it was just like a fun day where we just ate like turkey legs and treats and too many edibles. That's <laughs> That sounds fantastic. I love a day at Disney World with a bunch of friends. And Disneyland wise is probably more what I where I've done it. I've probably I've been to Disneyland way more now than I've been to Disney World. But I was going to wow. say Difference of opinion here, I, I and I was just defending turkey, but I'm not a turkey leg guy at the parks. I don't do turkey Me legs. Interesting. I don't okay. like them. I yeah, think they're, they're like too meaty. They're too. They're too meaty. They're just. They're also just a mess. It just feels like. I feel like if I have one, there's going to be like flies flying around me. Wags. I mean, there already mm. is, but more. More <laughs> flies are going to gather. You're not unhygienic. <laughs> I feel like it looks more appetizing than it tastes. Like it looks yes. so good, and then I eat it, and I'm like, "Oh, right, it's just like meat on a stick." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you I get like, to want like the flavors to be like deeper, right? <laughs> and then I feel like I get to the port, and there's always like a part where the turkey leg is like kind of mid rare, and you're like, "Oh, I don't. Is this all right to eat? It's a little too pink for turkey for poultry." Well, 
I don't really yeah. know that feeling because I I usually just pull put it in my mouth and then pull out a clean bone. Like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you know that one of the last times I was at Disney, a bee fell on my head. A bee fell right on my head. It didn't. It wasn't buzzing around you. It, it fell. Fell. It fell from a tree onto my head. And was it I lifeless? Went, like this was I, its final resting place? I went to no. I didn't try. No, it wasn't like it was trying to get buried in my hair or something. But I went and grabbed it out and stung me right on my hand. Oh no! How yep. did it fall on your head though? You said fall. It fell out of a tree onto my head. So it just kind of lost its balance and forgot it had wings for a second. I guess and so. Then, and then landed on your tuft of hair. Yes, and it stung me. Wow! On the way down to Splash Mountain, that just that area. Well, yes. Which is now Splash Mountain is no more, I think, right? Didn't it shut down? Yeah, they're changing it to be a Princess Tiana ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right, right around there, right, right when, right when the, uh, right at the curve there in Frontierland, a bee fell so on my head. This happened like on the ride. It didn't happen on the ride. Oh. No, <laughs> I was like Sue. <laughs> <laughs> How dare that! Can you sue Disney Parks for being stung by an insect in their grounds? No. I wonder. I mean, it why was, not try? This is comp- <laughs> this is complicated for me because I was I was outside I was protesting the change of Splash Mountain. I had a big sign. Oh boy, <sighs> Mitch. Bad cause. Do not attach yourself to that. Uh, and that bee said no. Yeah, the bee the bee knew the animal kingdom attacked me. <laughs> Rightfully Let so. Princess Tiana B. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was a, 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 you know what? They were very kind at Disney, though. If you if you if you get hurt in any way, they are they were on t- they were on top of things. Uh, Mickey came out and sucked my finger to try to suck the venom out. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you still haven't been to Star Wars Land? I have not been to Star Wars Land. I may never go. When is it going to be safe to go to a theme park again? When can I go visit the lands of Batu? Pro- probably not anytime soon. No. It, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go for another year or so at least. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never experience Rise of the Resistance. Wow. But I mean, I'm okay with that. I, I'm not. I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't super excited to go anyway. Remember, I said we should do it for a Doughboys episode, and you said yes. I can't do it. I gotta. I gotta go there with Natalie first. That's what you said. It's true. And then uh, you just never went. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to go, and then everything oh, yeah. shut down. Well, I mean, you can't really say everything shut down. It was you had like a full year and a half. All right, we had a little bit of time. <laughs> Still didn't quite line up with our schedules. Hmm. I mean, Dwayne, I, I think exp- that's a vibe. I think you should blame the pandemic for things up to like 2015. She's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 ah, pandemic, I was busy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> do you have any? So, uh, do you have any theme park eats that are that are your favorites? Things you always have to get. Um, well, it's not always there, but Disneyland, the last couple of times I've been, they've had like these booths that change depending on like the theme. And the last time I went, it was like Filipino food and Mm. it was so fantastic, but they were all just like these like little booths that give you these like small like samples. Um, but it was just like so fantastic. So every time I go there, I'm just like hoping to see like what the new theme is because for Lunar... Uh, New Year, it was like uh, Asian food, and it was again just like really fantastic food that I just haven't had. Uh, right. So I really like that. And then 
every time I've gone to Disney World, just going through Epcot has been great because I really enjoy going to those different places as well. There was like a hibachi place that I went to that I think was in like, they're like Japan. And I remember just enjoying it very much. Their tricks were very cool. They kept making like Mickey Mouse things out of onions, making them smoke. That was fun. Wow. Um, And then I always get, um, I love Dippin' Dots and churros and I eat them together. Combo Dippin' Dots and churros. Wait, what is that? Do you like, you just take a bite of each? How does that combination work? So you get a warm churro and then you dip it in the dots so that you're getting the cold, the warm, and then the texture. It's really blows your mind. Do, do the dots just stick to the churros? Yes, because um, wow. because they're so cold, and then the churros so hot. Wow! So stick. It, it's like a licka made. Yes, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> it's a what? Very tasty. It's like a what, Weiger? Licka made. You never had mm. that candy? I don't the think so. White sticks that you put in the powder. Yeah, you oh, get like a sugar yeah, stick. No, yeah, I've had, I, I've had that. That's those are yeah. those are those are fun. We always um, called that fun dip. Yeah, fun dip. Fun dip. I've never Maybe heard it is called Lickamade. <laughs> Lickamade uh, is M M A I D. Lickamade. I think it might be just L I K. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I mean, is it I know made? it as fun dip, but I was like, that just sounds like a generic version of fun dip. So I'm just gonna oh, wow. like, go with it. <laughs> wow, like, you just you decipher like, that way better. Kind of like Kool Aid versus like Flavor Aid. I'm like, you know, they're basically <laughs> the same. So I assumed it was just like I don't know, <laughs> a weird version of fun dip. <laughs> Who's yes. who's 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 Flavor Maid's mascot? We got the Kool Aid Man. Who's does Flavor? Does Flavor Maid have like a weird, shitty version of their mascot? I think it was like a cup with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it can't move. It looks it looks like it's in hell. You can just read its eyes. It can tell that it's in pain. Oh no no no! It's a straw with a face. A straw. It's a straw with a face. All a right. straw in a glass. See, because huh. uh, you, you can get them from Aldi. That's what you get mm. when you are a poor child in Chicago, like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, you um, looked it up. I looked it up. First off, if you're at home, careful googling Licka Made because <laughs> the first few links here are all from porno websites. Why? Well, I see. I see. I can see in your computer bookmarking a few right now. All right. <laughs> uh, it's it's not Lickamade. I was wrong. It's Lickmaid. L I K hyphen M hyphen A I D. And then that in a parenthetical, is worse. Yeah, Lickmaid. Yeah, and parenthetical Fun Dip. Lickmaid was purchased by Fun Dip, so they the the two companies merged, and now it's Lickmaid Fun Dip. That's that's what it's officially called. So there you go. Oh yeah, that's that sounds like Lickmaid, like lick my ass. Yeah, I agree Ooh, with that. That's, that. That is that is that is fucking bizarre. Very very raunchy. By the way, I'm really dating myself here because it says that the uh, that the candy was renamed when it was purchased by Nestle in 1989. Wow. Oh. So you're like 20 years old looking on this thing. <laughs> All right. I'm two years older than you. <laughs> but yeah, I remember. I remember it from childhood as Lickmade, and it and eventually became Fun Dip. I guess. Oh, that's why I I knew Fun Dip because I'm just so young and hip. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne, you made a good. Uh, this does make sense that if it's an old if it's an older person thing, that's why Weiger thought of it that way. All right. Mm-hmm. His his his. Why well, isn't your favorite your your favorite candies are like uh 
a, a chunk of black licorice and what else? <laughs> Worker's even... Originals, yes. <laughs> Worker's I know originals. Ribbon I... candy. <laughs> yes, Mitch, that's right. Um, you like taffy. You're like a, a a big fan of like flavorless taffy. You know what? I here's the thing. I had a taffy period, and mm. then ta- it's just it just sticks in your teeth too much. I have a big I have a big issue with stuff getting stuck in my teeth now. It's just it's just too it's just excessive. Yeah, I, I had a taffy period uh, from 1982 till 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I think I stopped eating like most candy once I got braces because I had them yes. for like four years, and then once I my braces got off. I was just like, oh, I guess I just don't crave candy because yeah. I haven't had it in so long. Um, but recently, I had like one of those like um, those like straws. They're they're like sugar straws. Oh yeah. And man, that shit was good. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what candy tastes like. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> pixie sticks. We're talking pixie sticks. What is a pixie stick? No, Wags. He- I know you're talking about like the sour punch straws, right, Dwayne? Yes. Oh, sour punch okay, straws. okay. Like an edible straw, not a straw that's a pouch. You're, why is you're thinking about powdered sugar a lot today? I'm thinking about old time candies. That's what's in my brain. Mm. Oh yeah, those things that you go like, yeah. no, those, are, no, that's nasty. Yeah, those things are. Those <laughs> I, are I just like pure sugar. Yeah, yeah, those are vile. When you think of kids' candies, those are those those are pretty. Just the the powdered sugar that you just pour into your mouth is fucking gross. Yeah, but, well, I, I realized Dwayne said earlier that we could um we could anything from t- 2015 we could blame on the pandemic. So it's possible for us to blame this podcast on the pandemic. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Doughboys defers all responsibility for this awful show. <laughs> yeah, it's all pandemic. It's the pandemic's fault. The pandemic, pandemic happened. Guys. We thought we should do this podcast. Yeah. So we apologize. I mean, we, we, there's we're sorry. always a pandemic of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should get to this week's chain, Boston Market, which we haven't reviewed since episode 15. Speaking of 2015, with Annie Mebbin, our good friend Annie Mebbin, wow. founded, founded as Boston Chicken back in 1985, over 450 locations today, and was once owned and flipped, Flip My House style, by McDonald's. McDonald's wow. did the same thing with Chipotle. They bought it, they owned it for a few years, and then they sold it for a profit. I guess this is a thing they do. Uh, Dwayne, do you have any prior takes on Boston Market? McDonald's sounds like one of the sharks on Shark Tank. They are. They are very Mr. Wonderful-esque. You know, they're just, they're just in it for, a lot of times, for the real estate. They bought Boston Market for the real estate, and wow. then they were like, you know what? This chain is actually profitable. We'll just sell it and and wash our hands of it. Um, Dwayne, do you have any prior takes on Boston Market? I do. Boston Market has been um, really – I have some profound memories of Boston Market in wow. Chicago. My very first time eating there, I was very young, maybe like eight or nine. And this is going to get a little dark. I remember my parents were like arguing and we like my father and then my mother basically was like get out father and kids i need a break from y'all and then she was like i'm not cooking so my father took us to boston market and it was the first time that i like knew that there was a restaurant like that and they we had like this whole platter of food and it felt very much like tv it felt like what you would see on like a christmas movie and i was Mm. like oh this is so cool and i remember loving it so much because i was like oh it feels like thanksgiving on like a regular day yeah. Um, and and then there was a, bar, a Boston market next to Second City. And when I was working there, that's just like the place that I would go. And I uh, and if you go around the the right time, like during closing, they would just give you free food. So I got a wow. lot of free chicken, chicken pot pies 
because I knew exactly when to go because if they were just going to throw them away. So if you go right at closing and you'd be like, give me them chicken pot pies. (laughs) (laughs) I think if I went into a boss market and said, give me this, the, the chicken pot pie, they think it was like uh, a food holdup. Yeah. The police are being called. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, it's, it's a, a, so it sounds like you were, a, 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 did you, like, it's an interesting place to go as a solo diner, because mm. I always think of it in, in a family context, and that was the same sort of thing that we, that growing up, like, when we'd get Boston Market, it was just, it was what we were, what you were just talking about, what we were talking about earlier, of just, like, a, like, you know, one of my parents didn't feel like cooking, and so we'd just get a big, a big dinner, uh, for the family. I didn't get it a lot in adulthood, uh, Mitch, uh, as a Bostonian who's currently in the Boston, the greater Boston area right now, what is your Boston mm-hmm. market uh, going in? What is your what are your thoughts on this chain? Well, like I said before, wise, I do think it is like a a, a thing that opened up. Uh, and like Dwayne was saying, it's, it's that sort of thing that opened up like these like kind of fun full meals for families that right really wasn't like you you could get those kind of maybe locally at some places or but. To get like a full rotisserie chicken dinner and mashed potatoes and gravy and corn and like a and another point that that Dwayne made was is that sort of thing of like oh like if a family does if like your mom doesn't want to cook I feel like like what you were saying of like a family fight and then going and getting Boston Market almost feels like an experience that probably a lot of people I've, I bet you a lot of people relate to that in many ways is, right is when someone's fed up and like I don't want to fucking cook let's get Boston market I feel like it's that sort of place and it and I I have I have fond memories of it just because it, yeah like getting rotisserie chicken and, and mashed potatoes and gravy and corn is that's a good dinner night you know what I mean it's a it, everyone in the families is having a good time I think that it became a thing of like like how people feel about turkey dinner or something is like it became a go-to for I think a lot of families. I think it, like if this is like a chain that was like maybe overused by my family, like to have something that wasn't like fast food that you could kind of like think was like kind of like not healthy, but like an actual meal or nourishing in some way. You know what I mean? Like a well, I think is- the big thing it's competing against is the big bucket of fried chicken. Yes, which you which, get like which a rotisserie chicken is inarguably healthier than fried chicken. A hundred percent, and I think I think yeah. I think I think younger listeners might not understand that this was like this was that alternative, and it was a thing where like oh, the, a rotisserie chicken is kind of healthy for you, and then and and then you know the sides are obviously not healthy, but yes, it was that sort of thing of it was it was it was a it was a good alternative when people when when your parents didn't want to cook, and it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a thing that like I'd be asking for, I guess is more like like it wasn't like, can we get Boston Market? Like I did like it, and I'm sure that I did ask for it once or twice. But this was more like a parent's decision to be like, We're gonna get Boston Market yeah. tonight. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like it wasn't like it was a treat when you got it, but it was never a treat that you asked for. Cause you're like, as a kid, I never <clears throat> thought like I want a full course meal right now. I would <laughs> I would know. Like, give me like a burger so I can like peace out. Uh, but I would say as a grown up, I went there more often than as a kid, because I think I attached those flavors to a certain feeling. And so when mm. I wanted to feel a certain feeling, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to hit up this Boston market and go get some gravy. Like it had all of the the things that I can mix together to create like the perfect little like bowl that you would get at like KFC. Right. With, like, yeah. 
mac and cheese, gravy. They had turkey. Like, they just had like a bunch of things that I could be like, I can make a cool bowl. Yes. It, it, it really is. It really is home. It is just has that home cooking feel to it. And that was something, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that I think that now like, ha- like ha- having things other than fried food that were like available, like fresh and ready and hot like that, like it was something that was newer at the time. And now it, it feels like old hat. And to me, just saying that same thing from before is like, oh, this feels like a like a meal that America is like bored of. It feels very 1980s ish. You know what I mean? Like it it feels 80s and in mid 90s or something. It just feels like a meal of the past. Sure. But still good. I mean, still good. I, I, I was when I got my meal today, I wasn't upset. You know what I mean? Like, uh, should I get into it? Let's get into it. All right. I'll get into it. I'll go. I'll, I'll I'll tell you what I got first. Uh, I got a half rotisserie chicken meal, Wags. Um, and I got that with mashed potatoes, a side of gravy, some sweet corn, and I wanted a thing of cornbread. Look, I'm 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 in quarantine. My mom picked this up for me and dropped it off at my door. Wow, I know it was very kind of her. Um, but uh, I didn't get a piece of cornbread. So that was kind of a bummer to me right out the gate, because I think the cornbread is pretty good. You're in quarantine because you traveled cross country. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You traveled and then and you're 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 being safe. You're quarantining for yes. 14 days. But it, but what an incredible gesture from your mom. She's How nice mom. of you. That's She's a sweet mom. Nice. Uh, yes, I don't have COVID for everybody out there who thinks I have COVID. I don't have COVID yet. I've been trying to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, no. I'm trying. You, we're bug chasers, wise. Oh boy. Uh, and then, okay, hold on. Now my my phone is frozen, so I can't look at my menu. But I got the I got the garlic and herb version of the of the rotisserie chicken, which is a thing that they do. Yes, that I didn't even realize that they do. Um, and I have thoughts on that, but I'll get into that in a second. Then I got a side of mac and cheese because how can you not get the mac and cheese when you go to Boston? Honestly. Market? I mean, right? What are you? What are you? What are you doing? If you're going there, and you're not getting the mac and cheese. What are you, what are you doing? And why? Because it looks like you probably didn't get the mac and cheese from the look on your face. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Then I got myself a chicken carver sandwich, which is so when I like. So when I like graduated from like the Boston Market meals of just having them with my family, and I could drive around in the world myself late high school or whatever or or in college the chicken car like i would go with chankton to boston market and we get yes. the chicken carver sandwich and i really like the chicken carver sandwich you get the chicken carver sandwich and you get yourself a side a mac and cheese like we said before or mashed potatoes and gravy you're in business man that's a that I, that was a meal i really really enjoyed uh the chicken carver sandwich has changed a lot over the years it's on like mm-hmm. a it's on like a baguette or like it's like on like a roll like a baguette roll i i feel like and um, it's a uh, rotisserie chicken, cheddar cheese, uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, and like an herb aioli. Um, but I it was still I had it today and it was still pretty tasty. It just my my thought on a lot of the food was that it didn't taste as special anymore. It felt kind of more processed, which like a uh, like and maybe it just always was that way. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? But the mac and cheese was still fantastic. I really like the mac and cheese. I ordered a brownie, and they did not put the brownie in the bag, so the, I didn't get to taste the brownie. 
But uh, the Carver sandwich was still good, but not nearly as good as I remembered it. But the chicken wags, the chicken was still good. It was still really, it was, it was, it was a good, it was a good half rotisserie chicken. And the it's just just that the mashed potatoes felt like a little bit more processed, right? And 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 the and the corn was fine. I mean, corn is just like to dip. I usually I just am taking my mashed potatoes and dipping them in the corn. Um, I don't know what that herb. What that like the garlic herb coating on the chicken did really? It feels kind of like almost like a panic move by them to kind of try to be like we got. It's not just straight rotisserie chicken. We can do a bunch of different versions yes. of it now. Um, but I I don't know if it really helped too much. I mean, like the taste of it was fine. It didn't ruin it. But I'm just like, what does this really do? It's just like they're pouring stuff on the rotisserie chicken. And I also got myself a Coke, which was which was fine. You still, you've been sipping on this Coke throughout this record. I, I certainly have. Well, BTS for our for and our listeners. Why? You may wonder why I, I I said John, my landlord, and like Beetlejuice, he's been texting me. So if you'd see me looking at my phone, wow. he's been he's been texting me a bunch. <laughs> he's uh, uh, I look I'm looking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a stench coming from your apartment. We're trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> it smells like the aftermath of a rotisserie chicken. Do you know <laughs> anything about it? <laughs> well, that's you know you make a great you do make a great point. Honestly, is it is a meal that's like maybe this is why people maybe this is why it's not as popular. But to sit down and kind of pick through half of a chicken for lunch. It's also kind of a crazy mess, too. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's, messy meal. It's yeah. a messy meal. Also, it's very heavy. Like most of yes, Boston sure. markets, like you like eat it and then you're like, there's no reason to still be awake. I must <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> it's just like ribs, meatloaf, mashed potato. It's like it's just food that you would eat to go to sleep. So it's right. very hard. To, and, and I used to like get it for like lunch. And then by like four, I'm like, I can't. I have passed away. I can't. <laughs> this is a lot. But it's very, like, it is so good. And there's, like, so many choices. But it does feel just like you would eat there if you were, like, an older person who goes to sleep at, like, 6 p.m. It feels yes. like that's where, where you would go. And then at 4, you eat that plate full of carbs. And then you go to sleep at 6, wake up at 7 a.m. and do it all over again. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to get there. Jesus, that's my it's my aspiration in life. You can't wait to be an elderly. Per- that would be like one of your three wishes was to be like yeah. an elderly man. I've been living like that for so long. Anyway, I'm already like an early bed, early to bed, early to rise guy. So it, 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 when I when I finally am like in the demographic where that's OK, I, I can't wait. You'll be dead long before that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all will. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne, you you make you make a good point of that is kind of when I think of Boston Market, I sadly uh, you are kind of thinking a bunch of blue haired blue hairs. You're thinking of the older crowd. I do kind of get that impression from it now. Like I, I don't, I'm obviously I I am I'm grown and I I don't have you know I don't have uh, I don't live in a house with my mom and dad. Well, right now I live in a house with my mom, but. I don't have family dinners every week and I don't sure. have a family of my own. So I don't know if that is still a common thing with families. It's pick up Boston market for dinner. I'm sure that it is in some ways, but in my mind, it does feel kind of like an older person, a blue hair spot with a lot of yeah. diners, especially closing down and stuff like that. It is that sort your of marches, thing of- your mill houses, your Kirk <laughs> Van Houten's. 
Boston Market gives me like fast food Marie Calendar. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yes, one hundred percent. And and I'm a you know, and I liked Marie Calendar's growing up. Our most recent visit for the podcast, you know, it feels like it's it's receding and declining a little bit. But I think you're right, Mitch. That that, that this is this place does kind of tread on nostalgia and I think maybe the demographics are aging up a little bit the people who are who are who are nostalgic for this kind of big meal. The other thing I will say is that Boston Market is, cons- is has been competing with a decade plus now uh with a new contender which is the grocery store rotisserie chicken meal. Yeah. And yeah. that is such cool, a good man. value. And let me tell it, you every yeah. like 2 weeks I get a rotisserie chicken from Ralph's just cuz I'm like it's right there. Yeah. Right. Alive. Fuck it up. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, yep. it's so good and it's so cheap. They can sell it at a loss. Boston Market can't. So it's mm-hmm. it's tough for them to, I feel like, compete on the uh, in that territory. Um, it, you talked about who, who gets it, though, Mitch. I will say, I we went on a Sunday for lunch and I went to pick it up uh, and uh, and bring it home and and queued up there. It, there were a number of families. It feels like with uh, you know with younger kids. So I think it is still just like a place where you can just get a lot of food for your family for not too much. I like that. That's that. That yeah. makes me happy, honestly. Um, I I got the uh, I also got the uh, half rotisserie chicken. I went all dark, and I also got the roasted garlic and herb. And Mitch, you were saying, mm-hmm. what is that roasted garlic and herb sauce doing? I will say, as far as what it was doing for my chicken, it was. I think it had been reduced a little too much because it was just way way too salty. And I like salt, mm. so for something to be salt, too salty for me, it has to be really, really, it have a really potent salinity. Wow. Um, and so it was, it, you know, the garlic sauce, the garlic flavor I thought was good, uh, but just the, just a punishing amount of salt I actually was was a little too much for me. Um, I have some of my other notes on my uh, on my phone here. I forgot to transfer them to my to my Google Doc. Unprofessional of me. So I'm sorry for looking at my phone right now. Uh, I got <laughs> wow. a. Uh, I know it's 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 sloppy. It's atypical for me. Uh, I will say this is a note I wrote down. Really well packaged and tons of napkins, which I think counts for something. It, it, you know, you're getting a big to go meal. You want it to be well mm-hmm. packaged, and it came home and it wasn't a mess. You know what I think? Yes, I think the per- person at the register knew they had a guy who likes the jacket picking up. All right. <laughs> hey, let's give uh, this guy some extra napkins. Okay. I'm saying so you're the, gonna go home and use them. You get what I'm saying? I understand. <laughs> <laughs> the the cream spinach was my favorite side. Wow. Uh, and it was kind of one big glob and more spinach than creamed, but I I liked that composition. I liked the and I I thought the cream spinach was delightful. Uh I also got the uh the sweet potato uh the casserole which mm. was very sweet. Uh, this pureed texture, a lot of nutmeg, very much a dessert course, but I think that's okay if you know that going in. If you know what you're getting from your sweet potato pies, this is going to kind of serve as what the brownie would have served for you, Mitch, uh, then I think it'll do you all right. I like the mac and cheese quite a bit. It's spiral pasta, and it's very, very, you know, well-cooked spiral pasta. I mean, certainly well past al dente. Uh, Velveeta is is how I, I wrote down the cheese, my, my description of the cheese in the notes, which again, you know, I like. Um, I thought the mac and cheese was quite good, and the cornbread. Uh, I, you know what? Here's my issue with a cornbread. It's more of a cornbread flavored dinner roll than proper yeah. cornbread. I, I think that's okay. maybe a deficiency with the. You know, it, it's it's fine for sopping if you got because you got a lot of wet stuff left on your plate after you're you're done eating. Um, yeah, and so that's it's why fine those for guys gave me the. That's why those guys gave you those napkins. All right, right. I'm busting on my fucking dinner. Grow up. 
Uh, uh, and, I wasn't uh, saying on your dinner. I, I thought it wasn't you'd eat and then do it. Okay. Nellie uh, also got herself the prime rib. I will say the prime rib is very pricey wow. as a meal for one. Uh, I, it, here, it, but I got to say this. That yeah. prime rib, I, 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 I got in on a, s- a Sunday night, so I wasn't able to get it. Yes. But it was very interesting. It. it was it, it was very interesting to me just to have a place where like, oh, I can get a prime rib to go. I kind of like a, like I kind of like that idea. I think it's kind of good. I feel like that's for that's one for dad. It's just like, yeah, you know, I we're going to big chicken for the family and dad, you get your prime rib. But it's it's a lot for one person's uh, one person's meal. I get a little uneasy when I feel like restaurants like this uh, try to fly too close to the sun. Like, why? You, right. Like, like one time I got like lamb from Olive Garden and I was like, why not do that? Why, first of all, why are y'all selling lamb? That's this is not the place. <laughs> I feel that way with, with Boston Market. Like, why are you selling prime rib? That's like if they suddenly were like Boston Market's had scallops. I would be like, why? Yes. <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like it, to your point, it, flying too close to the sun, it, it is like a, you know, it's a tall order to pull that off. And and I think, it, you know, it was just kind of overcooked. It, it, it wasn't it didn't seem like a great. A great piece of meat, certainly for the price. And if you spend just a little mm. bit more, you can get it from a you know from a proper steakhouse. Um, uh, Dwayne, uh, what did you uh, what did you get on your most recent visit to Boston Market? Uh, I got one of those bowls that you can make like a market bowl, and I got mashed potatoes, uh, mac and cheese, and then turkey with gravy, and then corn, and I mix it all together. Wow! Wow! I love it. I think mashed. Like mash and like mac together is such a great combination. This is very, eye-opening. Very tiring. Like it's very yeah. it's very heavy, but like the taste is so good because like you have the like texture of the noodles, uh, and then the cheese and the mash mix is just a very good combo. And then if you add like a, a protein that adds that that meat and then corn adds another layer, and then gravy just brings it all together, and it's just wonderful. Wow. Just a big flavor pile. I love mm-hmm. it. Sounds delightful. Um, uh, it's it it's a uh, any any standouts or you you're just kind of eating everything as one big mush. I uh, just like one big mush. I, I eat like a child, <laughs> like true, and just like mix it all <laughs> together so I can just like every bite. I want to taste every flavor. So I just really right. try to make just like a smorgasbord of just like everything. Um, I also like their meatloaf. Uh, I really, and I think it just comes from like, I used, my family's from the South and every summer I'd go down there and they would just always eat a bunch of meatloaf. And it's just like meatloaf brings me so much like pleasure. Uh, I really love their meatloaf. Usually what I do is I have the same thing there and I just switch out the proteins. Mm. Um, but usually my base is always mac and cheese, mash and corn. Cause I feel like those three just go together. Um, right. And then, um, and then a chicken pot pie, if I'm just like, want a completely different flavor. I love a chicken pot pie, and I think mm. they do it well. I was, I was just, I was reading about this, the bowl. It's the create, create your own market bowl. Uh, you're the boss of this bowl, Nick. I thought you'd like that. Very cool. Because you get to build it yourself. And just looking at it, that is really, it is really wild because it is that sort of thing of like, so many bowls, I feel like are built on the fact of like oh you can make get like a healthy bowl it's like brown rice and yes chicken that was originally the chipotle approach yes and this this one is you know you can do 
<laughs> you could do mashed potatoes and fucking yes. mac and cheese and then top it off with barbecue sauce or luscious gravy. Just That's layers insane. of carbs and trans fats. Yeah, it's it's it but it, I mean it's decadent. <sighs> wow. I wow. I salute you for that order. That is that is something else. I love it. Uh well we should get to our final thoughts. On this week's chain, Boston Market. So, Dwayne, here's how this will work. We will each go around, give a closing argument, a summation of our lifetime of experiences with with this chain, and end by giving it a fork score from zero to five. So, zero to five forks. Dwayne, you are our guest. We will begin with you. Um, My final thoughts, um, I think Boston Market is um, ultimately good for what it is. I feel like if you know what you're in for, then you're going to get exactly that or worse, depending on who prepared it. Um, But if you find, if you go to Boston Market on a good day, find the right person, you can have a great time and get a bunch of free stuff. So I personally would give it um, four out of five forks. Because personally, I've, the times that I've been there, the experiences that I've had based on the people that have worked there have been great. Uh, And I really enjoy a restaurant where the workers feel good enough to be good to me. Absolutely. I love Four it. forks. Very good score. Mitch, yes. what do you think? Relatively speaking, because, you know, it's like within the confines of like Boston Market. <laughs> right. So I, my, my fork score is not too much different, honestly, it, mm. which is maybe surprising because I've, I've spent a lot of time criticizing it, too, in many ways. But Wags, like I said, like there's not. There's still this kind of still is besides like you're saying the grocery store p- picking up a rotisserie chicken. This is still kind of it as far as like fast food, fast service, like sit down rotisserie chicken dinner, right? Like, like what can you think of anything else that really does it? Yeah, there's that's... probably some regional equivalents, but I think nationwide sure. it's it's nationwide, Boston market. Yeah. yeah, and I think it just comes down to that thing of like. I think food quality has definitely dipped, but this is a chain that I probably would put in the Golden Plate Club at one point. Mm. Um, look, it's maybe the best representation of Boston that we have. <laughs> <laughs> Better than even John Kerry? <clears throat> wow, better than John Kerry. This is really hard. How can you be better than jo- John Kerry? Yes, better than John Kerry. <laughs> The gravy alone is better than John Kerry. Wow. Um, I, I envy I his charisma. <laughs> if somebody was like, gravy or John Kerry, I'd be like, move, John Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> God, you envying John Kerry's charisma. <laughs> Dear God. Um, He's got a personality. God, think of the hubris. He was our nominee at one point, for God's sakes. This is John Kerry reporting for duty. Remember that at the DNC? So grim. Just instantly just saw like all these, the entire Midwest turning red. Oh, God. (laughs) It's fucking Frankenstein. (laughs) He is a Frankenstein man, but I won't hold that against him because I too am a Frankenstein man. Um, I I think that the, the bottom line is, is that even with the dip in quality of the food, the food is still pretty good. I, I, I agree that I do feel like I need to take a nap now, but I always feel that sure. way. But I do, especially after after Boston Market. It is a heavy meal. Like, I question what its place is in this world, 
But what it's trying to do is be a rotisserie chicken family dinner meal replacement sort of thing where you can pick up meals. Uh, I'm sorry, at home meal replacement sort of thing where, where you can pick up a meal if you don't want to cook. And it's that sort of meal that I like. I'm not sick of rotisserie chicken, mashed potatoes, and gravy and corn because I don't eat it that much anymore. And and I like turkey dinner because I have turkey dinner like once a year. So I don't – it doesn't bother me. I I like it, Wags. I'm going – I don't know how much longer this place is going to stay open. And and I wish that the quality was still up there. And, 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 and I, I just do wonder about this place. It's kind of an enigma to me now, but three and a half forks. Three forks, two tines, very good score. I'm in the same ballpark. I think we're going to be ballpark buds on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you, Mitch. I think just based on this this recent experience, I would not put this in the hallowed hall of the Golden Plate Club. Uh, but wow. I will say that this place is, it, it does what it does well. And we've we've talked a lot about the the mission statement of this podcast, uh, which is evaluating this place on its own terms, uh, and uh, and uh, which which uh, Dwayne so ably did in his review. And I will say that this place d- does what Boston Market is trying to do well. Um, I didn't have a you know the the food of quality. I feel like was a little bit. Not up to par on this most recent visit. I will just say that a lot of these locations of of a lot of franchises have seemed to be understaffed, and this seemed to be the case here. I, you know, I kind of it felt mm-hmm. like there were two workers scrambling around to try to fulfill everyone's meals. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe that's the culprit. But I will say that this place has solid sides. I, I thought all the sides were good, and you know, does the proteins well if you keep it simple. I think if you're going to get the rotisserie chicken. Speaking of ungapachka, uh, the sauce is ungapachka. Stick with the stick with the original version. You don't need to add more anything else to it. Uh, but I, I I think you know. And it, why get this place over a grocery store? Well, it doesn't just have rotisserie chicken. Like yeah. if you want to get ribs, you can get ribs. If you want to get meatloaf, you can get meatloaf. Uh, it, it's it, so you can get other proteins here, and I think that's maybe the reason that you would go for it over a grocery store, uh, despite its higher price point. So I am going to say, and you know what, Wags? I'll say this yeah. too. It's probably going to taste be a little bit tastier than a lot of your local grocery stores. Yeah, definitely, definitely a little bit of a higher uh, quality level. And I think if I did a blind taste test, maybe I couldn't pick a, a Kroger chicken apart uh, right, from Boston. I'm just. <laughs> it maybe is a little better. And uh, also the sides, you can get you can get a bunch of sides too. I mean, like true. of course you the can get that at the grocery thing. store, but it's just convenience, I guess. A lot of times the sides also, like, of the grocery I, store you have to reheat at home, etc. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out that like I do think it's like a time capsule of like it's time, and I really right. like, uh, like it's for me it hasn't really like stepped out of his lane too much. Like it, it's always weird for me with like a place like Burger King is like we sell tacos now, and it's like you're trying very hard. Whereas yes. Boston Market is like, we've been like this forever. So like, if you like us, come. If you don't, that's fine too. And I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> I go three Perfectly forks said. for Boston Market. Wow. Uh, Dwayne Perkins, thank you so much for being here. An absolute delight. Uh, new episodes of the Amber Ruffin Show premiere Fridays on Peacock. As I mentioned, anything else you would like to plug at this time? Uh, no, just like be kind. There you it's go. Great, Be kind. That's, that's a great thing to say, especially when this episode drops. So, what a takeaway! Everyone, be, everyone, be kind out there. 
Hey, Mitch, you and I can maybe do that to each other a little more. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Oh, boy, Mitch. Mother's Day's coming up. You got sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. Name the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Dreaded bathrobe covering mom up. Ugh. Get that sweater off of you. Too many layers. Wags, that's right. You know what? I'm guilty. I've given my mom too many of these boring gifts. Yes. Some some sweaters, some candles, some dreaded bathrobes. I've accidentally given my mom the same gift twice. Wow. It's really embarrassing. Or 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 you end up getting like, oh, I guess I'll give you a gift card. I don't, you know, like like it it's it, it doesn't feel like there's any love behind that. Well, guess what, Wags? I've also gifted my mom an Aura Frame. That's right. Wow. This is the truth. Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful it's not another sweater, she'll also love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. That's right. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout to save. And you know what, Wags? My mom liked her Aura frame so much. This is true. She got my sister one. And now my sister's got one in her dining room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Send photos you want from your phone to mom's frame. In fact, Mitch, I'm going to send your mom the photo right now. The hell? Enjoy, Mrs. Mitchell. I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. You're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. (laughs) Mitch, listeners, did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask Mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go. Well, Wags, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. And you don't want to go anywhere near a college campus these days with all those protests. No, thanks. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wags, (laughs) and all those protesters out there... Here's a special (laughs) limited time deal for our listeners. 
Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Mitch. I feel like during the summer, pretty much everything I'm doing outdoors is making me thirsty. Yeah, I'll tell you what the issue is. That blasted sun. Curse the sun. Curse the sun. Giver of life, but also... Giver of heat. Giver of a dehydrator in chief, I'd call it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Summer requires extraordinary hydration because of the sun. You know it's built like for everyday dehydrating moments. Yes. The moon is cool. <laughs> Moon's real cool. When the moon the is out, out, there's never a doubt. doubt. The, the moon, moon is cool. <laughs> and when the sun's up high, you can't deny, deny it's gonna, gonna be, be hot, hot. Hot, 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 hot. Anyways, I think that we've expressed that the sun gets you hot in it the summertime. Sure and the moon keeps you cool. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. Mm-hmm. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Wags, that's right. And you know what? It's so easy to just tear open a packet of Liquid IV. Pour it into a cup, mix it up with some ice cold water, and drink it down. My favorite flavor, strawberry. It's a hydration multiplier. That's right. Gets you even more hydrated, and it's easier to stay hydrated while traveling. And you know what, Mitch? We like the taste. I love the taste. And you know what? I love that I'm getting all those uh, electrolytes, and I'm not getting filled up with sugars. Yeah. I love the th- I love the smell, too, and it helps you out, not just while traveling, but after a big night out. You know what I mean. Come on. I Come can- on. The moon, the moon is, is cool. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. The moon <laughs> is cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And Wise, it's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and now sugar-free. We got white peach, wow. green grape, wow, raspberry melon. And lemon lime. That's right, Wags. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DOUGHBOYS at liquidiv.com. I love Liquid IV. You know why? Why? Because it's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the sun... It's hot, hot, hot. Welcome back to Doughboys. Mitch, it's time for a segment. We have some quartets of foodstuffs, and we're going to decide on one that has to go from each. It's time for our new segment, A Single Item Must Be Banished. Wow. One's gotta go. It, it's a, Our segment, our version is a single item must be banished, but yes. Is that so we don't get sued or something? Yeah, we we this is the uh this is the public domain version of that. So a single <laughs> item must go, must be banished will be what we're we're playing here. I'm going to share the screen here with some items, with some options. Wait, is am I sharing my whole screen or just this tab? Just this tab. Okay, great. <laughs> so keep that in, Emma. Yeah, it's a sheer panic. 
Okay. Worth it. <laughs> am, I, am I sharing my whole screen? <laughs> is my is my uh, lick a maid search still up? Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, but your OnlyFans is. Oh no! Wow, <laughs> hasn't launched yet. All right. The, mo- the most embarrassing thing is the one subscriber is me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, you for helping me get your off the friend. ground. Exactly. You gotta. <laughs> so the so this is a BuzzFeed article. Which Thanksgiving food? I got that thing go? on twenty four seven. By the way. <laughs> Which type of turkey has to go? Wow. We will begin with we have roasted, deep fried, smoked, and bacon wrapped. Wags, I got I know which one's gonna go right off the bat. This is easy for me. Though oh look, for me, the roasted and the deep fried both gonna stay. Because classic roasted, sure. Deep fried is fun. I think for me, I'm gonna get rid of the bacon wrapped. The bacon wrapped's gotta go. The baconification. Look, I love bacon, but the baconification of so many things is just silly. Thank you. Thank you. It's silly at this point. It's too Come much. On. Keep I don't calm need and eat bacon. bacon. On my f- we no. don't need it. I don't th- th- look. Pizza isn't a personality. Bacon isn't a personality. I don't need bacon on my fucking turkey. Get out of it. Get it out of here. It's got to go. I concur, Mitch. Oh, sorry, sorry, it- sorry. It's got to be banished. Yes, if I'm going to say a single item must be banished, because let me tell you, I've had some delightful smoked turkey. Boy, you can get some smoked mm-hmm. turkey that is just heaven. And uh, and and speaking of keeping it moist, I hey, mean that that you, absolutely do, works. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know who I get my smoked turkey from? Snoop Dogg. Who's that? Oh, boy. Snoop Dogg. Now Ooh, you're, you're speaking my language, delay? buddy. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, it feels like you're on a 15 second delay, Wagger. Am I on a delay? There is a delay happening. I don't know what's happening exactly, but something's delayed. Hold on, Wagger. Answer. Say yes. Say say yes when I when I ask you to say yes now. Yes. Jesus Christ! That's like a a four second delay. That's a substantial delay. That's untenable. Sharing the screen. Let me stop sharing the screen. All right, Mitch, let's do the yes test again. All right, here is the yes test. Weiger, when you hear this, say yes now. Yes. No, No, it's it's still so long. (laughs) I think we maybe had some drift. Yeah, sometimes the drift happens. I think also sometimes your internet gets like clogged. Everyone's internet will just get clogged down. It slows down a little bit. Might just need to settle out. Wow. This is like a All right, let's try All the all this drift. What are we in the Fast and Furious franchise? Jesus. All right, let's try to fucking finish this somehow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Let's see if it helps. All right, next up. Which side dish has to go? Which which single item must be banished? Green bean mm-hmm. casserole, mac and cheese, mm-hmm. cranberry sauce or stuffing? This is a tough one. All right, Wags, you got to you got to share the screen. I got to I got to take a look at these. <laughs> You need you need a visual guide for green yeah. bean casserole, macaroni and cheese, up. cranberry sauce. All right, here we go. I also love right. Fast and the Furious, so this is going to be fun for me. Um, Mitch is uh, Mitch is licking his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Man, imagine like a scratch and sniff laptop. That would be oh uh, boy. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll do that the next time they remake they they remake Willy Wonka. Jesus. Why? That'll be the new take. I guess scratch and sniff 
iPad. Do, do you know what I think? I think smell technology mm-hmm. need, smell technology needs to come around. It's 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 way far behind. It's it it should be further along than it is. Is what I have to say. I agree. I agree. All right. So this is look. I'm a Massachusetts boy, so this is gonna this is a lot of mm-hmm. people are gonna be mad at me to say this, but especially that style. I'm glad I have a visual here. Especially that style of cranberry sauce. I like just the canned cranberry sauce that's like a jello. This this cranberry sauce, it's got to go. You're banished. The cranberry sauce. Wow. Cranberry sauce is the single item that must be banished from the from the night spoon Mike Mitchell. This is tricky for me. As much as I, I like all these items, I might say uh, and perhaps based on the first uh, half of the episode, this will seem like heresy, but I might honestly say the green bean casserole of these four. Stupid. I Just, think it, this is a tough decision. You got you got to you got to lose one and it's not going to be pleasant. See, I think that would have been my answer too. Wow. Emma, Emma also banishing green bean casserole. Emma, what about let's go back to the to no, turkeys. I agreed with I agreed with the turkeys cuz I think that bacon's unnecessary. Turkey's already so much. We don't need to add bacon to it. But cranberry sauce is the only like acidic thing on your Thanksgiving plate. It mm. like cuts all the fat of everything. I feel like I hey. feel like to get rid of it would be hard, but I also don't really love green bean casserole that much. You know what? Wow. I don't got to cut any of that fat. Give me give me all three. Give me those three. <laughs> Bye-bye, Cranberry. Back to the bogs you go. Back to the Cranberry <laughs> bogs. Wise, you know that when I was a wow. boy and we were in Cape Cod, we went to the the Ocean Spray Cranberry bogs. Yeah, they're cool. Was it Ocean Spray? I don't know. We went to the Cranberry bogs and we when we picked cranberries. No, I do think it's Ocean Spray that owns like all the bogs on the South Shore. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mitch, is it possible that this was the Mitchells just uh, trying to return to their ancestral home? The bogs? <laughs> yeah. We, I do. The, I, my Irish roots are from we lived in bogs, basically. All right, Wags, well, next one. Let's see. I'm it. aware. Which potato dish has to go? These are the options. Mashed potatoes with gravy, garlic mashed potatoes, candied yams, and sweet potato casserole. So you got your, you got your, your yams and your sweet potatoes lumped in with the savory potatoes to make this a little bit more of a challenge. This is difficult. What do you think, Mitchell? This is difficult. I think you're not going to agree with me here, Wags, because, look, there's two mashed potato choices, so people are going to be like, you got to get rid of one of the mashed potatoes, right? And no, you don't got to. I think I'm going to get rid of the sweet potato casserole. Ooh. Um, I'm also going to get rid of one of the sweeter dishes. However, I would get rid of the candied yams. And this mm. is my issue. I just always, the, the marshmallows on top never quite clicked with me. I, I'm just like, this is yep. this is just a little too much. I don't know. I, I would maybe get rid of the candied yams too. It's between those two. Yeah, I say candied yeah. yams because that's too much like a dessert. And there's already so much dessert at Thanksgiving. Plus, I love mashed potatoes. I'll right. eat them for the rest of my life. You know what? I'm going to make it unanimous. Bye-bye, candy yams. I'm going to keep the sweet potato wow. casserole instead. Hell yeah. Candied yams, an item which must be banished. All right, next up. Which cranberry sauce has to go? Now, here we have only two options, not the usual four if there's options. There's a third. If you, if you scroll down a little bit, it's the guy on the skateboard drinking the Ocean Spray cranberry juice. <laughs> yes, the uh, famous TikToker. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I would keep that guy for sure. For sure. He's staying. He's staying. So fresh chunky sauce or jellied can sauce, which one has to go? Fresh chunky 
or jellied canned? Wags, you know my answer already. Bye-bye to that fresh chunky sauce. Give me the give wow. me the canned. Come on. Yeah, I'm with Mitch. Wow. By the way, fresh chunky and jellied canned both feel like words that can be used to describe you and me, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would say jellied canned stays. And I think a single item which wants to be banished is fresh chunky sauce. I've had some delightful fresh chunky cranberry sauces, but I like the jelly canned. It's it's like we talked about on a recent episode, and this is a preference of of Natalie's, of just like the canned corned beef hash mm-hmm. uh, being sometimes preferable to the fresh corned beef hash. It just, it's just a context. Yeah, it's I don't love thing. the texture of cranberries. And when the, in the, the non-canned one, it's usually like whole cranberries or pieces of actual cranberries. It's not a great texture. Fr- a fr- fresh chunky sounds like uh, if I was getting yelled at by a Karen. That's what it sounds like she did. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fresh, chunky man. That's what she'd say to me. Don't get fresh with me, Mr. Okay, chunky. Karen. <laughs> You're on Twitter, Karen. Hope you're happy. <laughs> um, Fuck the fresh, chunky shit. I mean, come on. Get that shit out of there. Yeah, we don't need it. Uh, we have one more. Which type of pie has to go? We're getting to our dessert course now. And here are our options for Thanksgiving. Pumpkin, mm. apple, Pecan. Yep. Some say pecan. Pecan. Or sweet potato. Some say sweet potato. Mitch, you were saying a single item which wants to be banished is pecan pie immediately. No, Without no, a second no, no. no, 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 no. He's practicing his pecan. Mitch is banishing pecan pie. No, that's this is fake. This is fake chews. <laughs> oh, you were just pronouncing it. Okay. Yes. Pecan or pecan. And apple pies are both staying. Wow. My question is sweet potato versus pumpkin. I don't know. You know what? Oh, God. I'd have to do a side-by-side. I really do for sweet potato and pumpkin. But I might get rid of pumpkin because I think it's overrated. Mm. I have a lot of fondness for pumpkin pie due to my uh, uh, my late grandmother on my father's side, and that was always a thing that she would prepare. Delightful pumpkin, a delightful apple. So those two are staying. Also, that's because your grandfather was pumpkin head, right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the family shame. We don't talk about that much. That he was the, that your grandpa was the, the murderous pumpkin head. Was pumpkin head. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, uh, the Wigers have been trying to move past that. Is that too old and obscure of a reference? Does anyone know who Pumpkinhead is anymore? Mm, I mean, I think it's fine for our podcast. I'm sorry, Jigsaw. Is that better? <laughs> is that what you want? Huh? You want, do you want Jigsaw mentions? <laughs> this is, this is, Wigs, this, this pie one is, seems like something Jigsaw would set up himself. Yeah, it's this is a this is a difficult one, and you're not sure what exactly, what what choice you're going to have to make. But it, as far as me, a single item has to go. It's I think I might get rid of this. I might exile the sweet potato partly mm. because we have that sweet potato casserole from earlier. Yeah, you know what? Um, and that's so a good point. That's maybe my calculation. Wags, because I saved sweet potato casserole before, I'm with you. I my issue is that I've just had so many bad pumpkin pies, but that also goes with sweet potato too. So. Sweet potato's gone. Yeah, I've had some. I've had some not great pumpkin pies. I agree. I'd, uh, but you have a good one. It's good. I've had some really bad apple pies too. Yeah. I feel like pecan is the one that never lets me down. 
Yeah. Uh, Emma, what do you think? I agree. If we're going to keep sweet potatoes in like the savory portion of the meal, even though they're kind of sweet, then I think they got to go from dessert. Also, I don't think I've ever, I've never elected for a sweet potato wow. pie if there's other options. Uh, a sweet potato pie is, is our choice as far as what is go- what item is going to be excited. I thought that was the last one. There's a bunch more. We'll, we'll just do one more. We'll do which bread has to go. This is a good one. I like this. This is hard. All right. Which bread has to this, go? This is, this which, is hard. Which, which of these items must be exiled? We've got dinner rolls. we got crescent rolls. we got popovers. And we got buttermilk biscuits. All right. This is, this is kind of easy for me just because I don't associate them with Thanksgiving as much. Um, yeah, and I think that they're a little too heavy for Thanksgiving. Is the buttermilk biscuits will go? I love them. Don't get me wrong. Wow, but if this is a Thanksgiving dinner, I, the buttermilk biscuits are too heavy. You got other food to eat, and they just like the popovers and crescent rolls and dinner rolls to me are like lighter, and I can shove them down my throat easier. Buttermilk biscuits are just a little too heavy. They got to go in this instance. Boy, Mitch, I bet a lot of our listeners yeah, they're south of the Mason-Dixon line are tearing their hairs out. Hi! Hearing you, uh, uh, hearing a New Englander uh, uh, decrying buttermilk biscuits. First Trump lost, and now this? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I am going to say, of these, as far as not having an association with Thanksgiving for me, it's crescent rolls. I think the crescent rolls are what I'm taking, and I'm tossing out of there. Wow. And wait a minute. They're coming back because of their boomerang form factor. <laughs> you got to duck. <laughs> but I did duck in time. You ducked in time, and they hit pumpkin head. Your grandfather was behind you. He's about to kill you. <laughs> oh, no. Gramps. Uh, Emma, Emma, what do you think? Which, which item has to be exiled here? Uh, I kind of agree. Oh, I agree with both of you. Biscuits feels like too heavy for thanksgiving dinner and we never had crescent rolls my mom always gets these whole wheat oatmeal rolls and they're the they're like a little sweet and they're the best thing in the world so i always just want those but i think yeah i think i'm gonna have to get rid of the the biscuits i think biscuits wow wow biscuits wins by majority and hey emma good choice that was which thanksgiving food must be banished a new segment here on the podcast. Just like a restaurant, we value your feedback. Let's open the feedback. And hey, we have a voicemail today. I'm going to go ahead and share this in one wow. second. Hey, y'all. It's Peter from Norway calling. I got a question for you. What's your favorite Norwegian food? I know you know of a bunch of them. Also, I got a podcast. Check it out. It's Love you guys. Hey, Burger Boy for life. Peace. Wow, there's a lot in there. Burger Boy. Yeah, I mean, he started out like a... Uh molasses boy level speaking and then he and then he spit he sped up to the micro machine guy level right yeah he really he really accelerated there uh, it was peter from norway asking our favorite norwegian food do you have do either of you have also, anything that comes to mind when you think of the foods of scandinavia hey emma uh what? be sure to uh to bleep out his podcast podcast reference <laughs> okay yeah sorry um, no other podcast no, competition. no boys yeah no thank you we saw what happened with the breadcast. Now we got a fucking the, the 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 sleeping giant awakened. We got a juggernaut we're competing with. Norwegian food, huh? I know. Yes. Those, those, I'm actually going to Google they, it. Don't they eat a lot of fish? 
I am Norwegian. My ancestors are Norwegian. My grandmother spoke Norwegian, and I should know this, and I just don't. <laughs> I have some Norwegian heritage Do you as know well. What, you know what his question should have been? What? Name a Norwegian dish. <laughs> <laughs> I know they eat, I know smoked salmon is like a common thing in Norway. Yeah, it's a... I mean, I just looked at a list of traditional Norwegian foods. Did you understand what any of it said? No, most of these I just never heard of. Here's a big thing in Norway: lamb, Norwegian lamb. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture that comes up for traditional Norwegian food, and it looks like a plate of bones. <laughs> yeah, I saw what that as fuck? well. I don't know what's going on there. Is Norway where trolls are from? There's. I think there's just a bunch of ogres up there. It is. Norway is the troll. It's the troll country, isn't it? It's. I mean, it's either trolls or it's. It's. It's some sort of mythical being is up there. Yeah, I think it's trouble. So that explains the the plate of bo- uh, bones. But right. This is so Literally. hard to even find a a list of traditional Norwegian foods that's it's easy to understand. Okay, here's one. What were we gonna say, Emma? No, I was just reading another list and like loot. I I know what loot fisk is. I don't know if I've ever eaten it, but I know it's just like a. It's like a cured fish, but it's cured in like salt and lye, which is yeah. Kind of, yeah. I, I I too have heard of lutefisk. I have not uh, put it in my in my body. Uh, lefse is one or lefse, traditional flatbreads for Christmas and holidays. So that's one option. Here's flour, here's, here's, here's flour potato here's a, and butter and milk batter. I got my favorite Nor- Norwegian food: Belgian waffles. <laughs> <laughs> There are tender potato dumplings called kumla, known by other names like krub, club, or club. Mm. So there you go. Huh. Lutefisk, as uh, the Emma mentioned, is a gelatinous fish dish. Mm-hmm. God, gelatinous fish, just like that sounds so gross. It really does sound revolting. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it wrong, but pizza grandiosa. I saw yeah, I saw that. They, that's a brand they have there. Uh, mm. Whale steak, famous junk food dish from whale meat. Yeah, I think Jesus. whaling is still legal in Norway. Yeah, they don't give God, a shit. You sick fucks. <laughs> See, my grandmother was Norwegian, but she was an awful cook. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I don't think she ever made us anything traditional. <laughs> Why? Were you gonna go at Norwegian people? I was gonna say Norway. Uh, fix your laws. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> What's going on up there? Maybe you know what? Maybe you're the real trolls. <laughs> Look in the mirror, you fucking whale eaters. Pickled herring. Pickled herring, I think, is all right. Yeah, that uh, sounds bad. Krumkaki, or krum cake, which is a, tr- a common sweet dessert dish, kind of looks like a waffle cone with some sweet cream inside, some fresh cream inside. And then the national dish of Norway is farikal, which is mutton or lamb, whole black pepper, cabbage, uh, wheat flour, and potatoes in their jackets. It kind of looks like a uh, just a big old pot roast made with mutton or lamb. Like a stew, kind of? Yeah, like a big stewed meat. Um, and then I'm at the bottom of this list, and the, boy. The, the sod, or S-O-D-D, sod, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I would say, you know what? I'm going to say my favorite is uh, also Belgian waffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Belgian waffles definitely wins, and then sod. Look, it shows that we got to try. And now the troll hunters are going to come after me because I made fun of Norway so much. The famous the troll, troll hunters. 
the troll, the famous troll hunters of Norway. Leave the but, troll hunting to me. <laughs> but I'm going to say sod, Wags, without trying it. It's a national dish. It looks good. Cool. I think Norway's super cold, isn't it? Like it's, yeah, it's they, cold it as gets shit. super cold up there. I think they're similar to Sweden where they like, I mean, they, I think traditionally they used to just like pickle a lot of stuff. It was like all about right. preserving food yeah. in the few warm months so that you could live through the brutal, brutal winters. Yeah. That's you fl- get those cold ass winters and also just like the, the super long nights. Yeah. Ju- that right. I think is the other thing you have to deal with. Depressing. The, yeah. the flatbread looks pretty good too. Hey, I mean, in, I'm into that. Uh, let us know your favorite Norwegian foods if you have them. Uh, hashtag Norway, spelled W-E-I-G-H. And hey, if you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail and at you know, 830. I just want to quickly say that if whale meat is one of them, just don't bother responding, please. Yeah, don't put, <laughs> don't put whale meat in there. Or leave us a voicemail at 830-GODO. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Plate Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. There you go. Mitch, all this talk of all these Thanksgiving sides, it's making me so hungry. Wow. Are you going to do anything about it? I think I'm going to go have some lutefisk. <laughs> hey, you know what I'd like to do? Eat lutefisk with ludicrous. Ah, oh, that's an episode. Persinger, if you're listening, you're fired. get ludicrous books. Yeah, oh, and yeah. you're fired. Oh, get ludicrous books, and then you're fired. Yeah. That'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. On the next Doughboys Double... It's the return of the mash-off. Friends of the show Eva Anderson and Mike Hanford join for a remote Friendsgiving as we each prepare a different Thanksgiving course. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? We won't really know. Get the Doughboys Double every Tuesday only at patreon.com slash doughboys. Sources for this week's intro are in the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.